Hey guys, welcome to the Fellowship Greenville Students Podcast. This week, JJ Bunny continues our series, Free People, and talks about living in the freedom we find in Christ. He talks about how free people make decisions that benefit others. We look at James 2, verses 12 through 13, and how we can show mercy to others just as God has shown mercy to us. JJ talked through three questions to ask when making decisions. Is it loving, is it wise, and is it selfless? We hope you enjoy this message. How are y'all doing this morning? Good? Oh, there's a lot of people in there. I think you can, I think you can do a little better than that. How are y'all doing this morning? Good. Yeah. Great. Glad to be here. If you don't know me, I'm JJ. I'm one of the interns here, and I love getting up here to speak. I love being able to serve y'all, and I'm happy to bring the word today. So if you don't know me, I'm JJ. I would love to get to know you. If you want to have a conversation after the service, come up to me. I'd be happy to talk to you and get to know you better. If you do know me, you're probably like, okay, who is this guy and what has he done with JJ, right? Yeah, I got six inches cut off my hair yesterday, so I promise it's still me, still the same loud guy in the lobby. It's just, I, I have a little less hair this time. I look, I look a little less messy. So um, that was a decision I made to cut my hair, right? I went to the, I went to Sports Clips, best, best haircut shop. Um, Sam's always got me. Sam's always got me with a good haircut. So I walked into Sports Clips, and I had so much power in that moment, right? I had so much hair, like there were so many possibilities. I could have I walked in there, just get a little bit trim up, clean it up a little bit so it wasn't so messy. Ooh, I could have walked in there, and I could have just shaved off the sides, cut a little bit off the top, got a nice mullet going. That would have been, been very, very 2021 of me. Um, but the, I had so many possibilities, right? I could have buzzed my hair. I could have gone completely bald if I wanted to. That would have been a, that would have been a statement. <laughs> so I had so much power. I had so many opportunities of what I could do with my hair in that moment. I had control. Who would agree that I had control over if I got my hair cut or not and how I got it cut? All of you would agree? Okay. No. <laughs> how many of y'all agree that you make decisions every day? Okay, how many of you would agree that you have control over those decisions? Yeah, you have control over your own decisions, right? Just like I have control over whether I get my hair cut or not, you still have, you have control over your own decisions. Despite the influences outside that are affecting it, so my mom did want me to get my hair cut, so that was affecting the decision, right? I, I did, I was getting kind of annoyed with the long hair, that was affecting the decision. I wanted it to look a little better while I was on stage preaching. I didn't want to look so messy. That was affecting the decision. But none of those things controlled the decisions except me. I was the ultimate decider. I had control over that. I had control over if I got my hair cut or not. So we all have control over our own decisions, but those decisions may not affect other people that often, but when they do, that's when the decisions become more important, especially when we are given control over a group or put in leadership positions. How many of y'all have been in charge of something before? Okay, a lot of you, right? Whether that's a group project at school, whether that's a sports team, whether that's a 
um, club at school, whether that's your mom left for the grocery store for an hour and you got free ran over the siblings. You've all probably put, been put in control of something before. How many of y'all liked having that power? Felt good, right? Yeah. I'm in charge of the siblings. My room's getting clean today, right? When you feel power, you feel powerful when you have that control, right? Because control, in a way, is a form of power. Control gives us power over other things. But when we have that kind of control, we have to be careful because when we start to make decisions that are selfish and unloving to others, we're not really living how Jesus wants us to. We're not really living freely. So we have a certain amount of responsibility that comes with that. There's a movie clip I'm gonna play real quick and then I'll keep talking. How many of y'all have seen that movie? Lots of y'all. Okay, that was way more in first service. They barely even knew the name of it. I was kind of disappointed. But Uncle Ben's bringing some truth, right? With great power comes great responsibility. How many of y'all agree with that statement? <clears throat> okay. Yeah. So when we have control over our decisions, that is a form of power like we just talked about. So we have to have a certain amount of responsibility with that. There is great responsibility that comes with that, especially when those decisions are affecting other people. I work at student government on my, at my school and I am actually the head of student government. I'm student body president. So a lot of my decisions affect a lot of people. And it's really easy in that moment when I have a lot of power over what's about to happen, it's really easy to wanna make the selfish decision. When one event sounds more appealing to the whole student body, then an event that sounds more appealing to me, it, oh, I wanna pick this one. That event sounds fun. I would love to go to that event. But if this is the one that the whole student body voted for and this is what they want, then it would be wrong of me to pick this one. That'd be dishonest. That'd be selfish. But when we have power, it's so easy to wanna to make those selfish decisions because we have power, why, don't it, why isn't it about us for a change? right? When you're in charge of your sibling, it's easy to want for them to do stuff for you. But that's not, that's not what Jesus calls us to do. So great power comes with great responsibility. Sunday school way to say that is having control requires self-control. Say that with me. Having control requires self-control. <clears throat> so when we are in these moments of control, what do we do? What do we do? What does the Bible say about this? Well, we're gonna look at a guy we've been looking at a lot this series. So does anybody know who that is? What book of the Bible have we been in? James, good work. Who's James? <laughs> well, James Thompson, yes, he didn't, write the, he didn't write the book though. Yep. Jesus' half-brother, half right? Lots of pressure there. Can you imagine, Mary? Why can't you be more like Jesus? He's the son of God, Mom. He's just, I don't know, why can't I be more like Jesus? I'm not the son of God, right? So James has a lot to live up to, but what else do we know about James? James was a pretty good guy, right? What up, Carter, or Connor? He was what? 
<laughs> I'm not going to say that one. Uh, does anybody know? He was an apostle, right? He was an apostle in the church. So that means he was one of the leaders of the early church. He was up there with Paul and Peter and those guys. He was making decisions. So if he's one of those leaders, lots of people look to him for wisdom. You know what that gave him? I'll give you a hint. It starts with a C. Control. He had power, right? He had power in the church. He had control over what happened sometimes. He had to make decisions that affected the entire church. Can you imagine the pressure of that? Much less being Jesus' half-brother, you are making decisions that affect the entire following of Jesus. So, before we jump into the book of James, we're going to look at a little story from Acts 15. And I'm just going to sum it up for us because it's a pretty long passage. But James had to make a really difficult decision for the church. <clears throat> James was put in a position where there were two groups in the church and he had to be the middleman. So, over here, we got the Jews. They follow something called Judaism. So they have a bunch of rules and traditions, right? These are the early Christians, Old Testament Christians, people who followed a bunch of rules. They had a bunch of um, traditions they had to follow growing up. They had a bunch of stuff they had to do, right? And that was what they believed you needed to do if you wanted to be a Christian. If you truly wanted to follow God, you need to do this. Then over here, these are Gentiles. Gentiles were new Christians. Gentiles were the ones who followed based on what Jesus said. They were, they were later to follow because they, weren't, they didn't follow all the traditions. And so they were new Christians. And what was happening is the Jews were over here and they said, y'all need to be more like us. Y'all need to convert. Y'all need to follow our traditions because otherwise y'all aren't real Christians. And they looked down on them. They treated them like dirt. And the Gentiles were over here, and they, they were like, who do you think you are? We don't have to follow what you want us to do. We are serving Jesus, and Jesus didn't tell us to do all those things. So why are you trying to make us convert? Because convert, converting to Judaism was a super difficult process. It wasn't like it took like 10 minutes. It took a long time. So James is put in a position where he has to decide whether the Gentiles have to convert or not. And so he has to listen to both sides of the story, the story per se, both sides of the issue. The Jews are saying that the Gentiles need to convert to be real Christians, and the Gentiles are saying, I don't know who they think they are, but we don't have to do that. And so James is in the middle, and he has to make a decision. Before he speaks, he hears both sides. He wants to be fair, and he wants to make a decision that has all the facts. The next thing he does is really profound. He doesn't make a decision in his own words. He doesn't. He pulls a passage out of a book in the Bible in the Old Testament called Amos. And he decides that the Gentiles don't have to convert. Gentiles don't have to convert to Judaism, but they do have to follow a few things. He comes up with a few things. And it almost created this compromise, right? The Jews were, okay, I guess they have to follow a few things. And the Gentiles were like, okay, we don't have to convert. Cool, we'll follow those things. So that led to a compromise. 
They felt good about it. They, they weren't angry at each other because if James would have made a decision fully in favor of one or fully in favor of the other, it could have split the church. And by the way, you want to talk about not making a selfish decision? James was a Jew. James was a Jewish male. He followed all those traditions and he decided that they didn't have to follow. It would have been super easy for him to be like, yeah, you have to be like all of us. Because he wouldn't have had to do anything. And he wouldn't have got so much put back from all his buddies who were Jewish. But he made the decision because that was what God wanted him to do. He, he took his decision from scripture and that's where he derived his wisdom and discernment from. Absolutely incredible. James models this perfectly. And later in his life, we know he writes the book of James. And in James 2, 12 through 13, you can go ahead and open up there. I think he's talking a little bit about this. He's talking about how we make decisions and how we have grace and mercy upon others through our decisions. Even if it's not an exact wording. So let's read it real quick. So speak and so act as those who are to be judged under the law of liberty. For judgment is without mercy to one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Okay, mercy, judgment, mercy, judgment, mercy, judgment. We get it, James. What are you talking about? Well, if we know one thing about mercy, we know that Jesus gives it to us abundantly. So we have abundant mercy from, from Jesus, and that means we are free to make our own decisions. Raise your hand if you think we've been given freedom by God to make our own decisions, right? God has given us that freedom. But does that mean we should do all the things that we want to do? No. I got one nod in the back. <laughs> now he's shaking his head. That doesn't mean we're supposed to do everything that we want to do, right? Because even though we have the freedom to make our decisions, if we're making decisions that are constantly focused on our wants and comforts and conditions and needs before other people's, then we're not really living freely. Because if we're living freely from all our sin, we're living freely from pride and selfishness. And God is giving us freedom from those things. So James is saying right here, show mercy to others just like Jesus has shown mercy to you. Focus on others through your actions. So it's really easy to look at this and be like, okay. James did it perfectly. Of course James did it perfectly. He's like literally the leader of the church. He's the brother of Jesus. Jesus rubbed off on him a little bit. Yeah, James modeled this greatly, but that doesn't mean James was perfect. He definitely made some decisions that, I mean, weren't the best. All of us do. We make mistakes because even though he was Jesus' brother, he wasn't Jesus. So how do we live in this way where we live as free people? Because free people make decisions that benefit others. So how do we do that? How do we live in a way where we make those kind of decisions? Well, there's three questions that you can ask yourself 
in those moments where you have to make a decision. Where you have to make a decision that affects other people. One, is this loving? Is this loving? Jesus said the two greatest commandments are love God, love others. So that should be at the forefront of our minds in everything we do and say. Is this loving? Is this going to hurt someone? Is this going to empower them? Is this going to show Christ's love? Is this loving? Is this wise? Is this what God wants for my life? Wisdom is derived from God and the word as James exhibited. And having discernment means being able to tell where God wants you to move and move with him. So if we're able to do that, that's true wisdom. That's derived from God. If a decision is wise, it honors God. Is that decision what God wants? And finally, is this selfless? Is this a decision that puts others' needs before my own? Others' wants and comforts and desires, it, does it put them before me? Because that's how Jesus lived, and that's exactly what James was talking about right here in this passage. Does this decision put others before myself? Because that's how Jesus lived. So, when I'm making decisions as a student government officer, and there's stuff I want to do. Would it be loving for me to pick the event I want that not many other people want? Would it be wise for me to pick that event? Would that honor God? Would it be selfless for me to do that? No. Be selfish. Right? In these moments when we have control, we have to ask ourselves these questions and go, what is God wanting me to do here? Where does he want me to move? And we have to learn how to move with him. So, throughout your week, when you're put in positions where your decisions are gonna benefit others, think about this. When your mom goes to the grocery store for two hours and you're in charge of the little siblings, what are you gonna do? Are you going to take them outside and play the game you want to play? Are you going to let them pick? When you're put as captain of a sports team and you have to decide what play you're going to run, are you going to keep the ball in the play because you want the goal? Are you going to pass it to someone else? When you're put in as the leader of a group project and um, you want to get a gr good grade, are you going to do all the work? and not let anybody else play a part? Or are you gonna let other people participate and show them that they are valued? Their work is valued, their opinion is valued. Even in these little decisions where it seems like, why does that matter? God cares and God has a plan and he knows where he wants you to move. You just have to ask him for his infinite wisdom and he'll give it to you. Let's pray, guys. Dear Lord, thank you for your abundant wisdom.
that you give to us when we need it most. And I pray that you just wash your discernment over us. <laughs> give us that discernment to know where you are moving, to know what is honoring to you, to know how to love others, to know how to be selfless. Give us wisdom in that so that we can make decisions that honor you and love others this week. Let us constantly be focused on you and not be afraid to ask you for help even in the little things. In your name we pray, amen.